0: So today's talk is tips for successful business. First of all, creating a business, anyone can do it. You've all seen this. You've seen nine-year-olds start businesses. I think of that lemonade stand, right? I think of Colonel Sanders. He retires, then started a business. Go Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? So anyone can do it. If you think you can't, get that out of your head right now. Anyone can do this. You've got to answer this question, though, before you start. How can I add value to the world around me? That's your business. How can I add value? What is it that needs to be doing that only you can do? Now, take a leap. And remember, the real entrepreneur is a doer, not just a dreamer. You do. You don't dream. Or you do both, right? Now, when you take a leap, it should be so big that you can't see the ground to land on. This is the nature of starting a business. You're entering the unknown. Every business starts small. That's true. Every single business started in someone's head. It was so small that no one could see it. They incorporated it. When incorporating, I recommend getting an attorney or accountant. Don't do it on your own unless you've done it before. Get some professional that can do it. You come up with a name. I would advise you to check the Pennsylvania Corporation search. No matter what state you're in, make sure you're not creating a business that already exists. Also, check trademarks. It's called the U.S. Patent Trademark Search. There's a website. You can go out there and make sure that someone else doesn't already own the business that you're creating. The next step is get an EIN. You know how you have a social security number? Well, guess what? So do businesses. It's called an EIN. This is how your business will file its taxes. And remember, you always work for your business. You are an employee of your business. It's separate from you. It's as if you gave birth to a business and you're going to raise it. And one day, you're hoping that you can become dependent on it. But in the beginning, it's a baby. It's going to be dependent on you for everything. The next step is to open a bank account. Open the bank account in the company's name. You got to set up a point of sale system. Do this before you have your first customer. Remember, always set up a point of sale system before your first customer. Credit card processing and boom, you're in business. If anyone ever asks you while you're in business or while you're starting, if they ask you, how's it going? Always answer like this unbelievable, because it covers you both ways, right? (laughs) If it's not going so good, it's unbelievable. If it's going fantastic, it's unbelievable. And guess what? Always prepare for success in business, think of everything. Over-prepare, over-prepare and under-promise in the beginning. Always follow through on your words and commitments. This is gonna mean a lot early in your business because you're going to set a tone. You're gonna develop a reputation. Always follow through. Understand that you will not have balance in your life, period, I'm sorry. (laughs) If you're starting a business, you're not gonna have balance. When you start a business, you're gonna have to work crazy hard for a long time. Forget about balance. Just get everyone on your team and go. If everyone in your household is motivated and excited for the vision, it's not gonna feel like work. You know, when Tiff and I started the winery, it didn't even feel like work because we were all on the same team. We all had the same mission statement. And by the way, if you start a business without a mission statement, well, (laughs) that would be like trying to hit a target that you don't even have. You ain't gonna hit nothing. Develop a mission statement and everything you do should be heading towards that mission statement. Every single business must have a mission statement. If it doesn't, you're wasting your time. Once you have a mission, then decide upon your values. How are we going to get our goals reached? How are we going to conduct ourselves? This is how you're going to conduct yourself in pursuit of your mission. Everything you do should be in pursuit of your mission. If it's not, don't do it. When you start out, live by this rule. This is the rule, guys. Do what you can with what you have right where you are. Don't overextend yourself. Now, I just said earlier... You gotta be fully committed, completely in, I know. A fool's consistency, of the hobgoblins, the little minds. You're gonna have to walk the tightrope here. Don't get hung up on the how, just keep moving. When you were born, you weren't concerned of how you're gonna do it, you just did it. This is how it works in business. Just go. If you're not sure, just start moving. Go in a direction. This means you're gonna mop the floors in the beginning. This means you're gonna trim the vines. You're going to plow the snow. You're going to do everything. And when you start a business, remember, no job should ever be beneath you. No job. Becoming a business owner forces you to practice at being efficient and not just busy. You with me on that? Man, every business owner knows that. You've got to be effective. You've got to be efficient. Being busy and being effective are two different things. Everything that you're doing is going to be expressed within your organization. Remember this, every single thing that you are, it's going to be expressed in your organization, whether you say it or not. So this is, this is what this means. If you have a deficiency in your characteristic, in other words, mine, mine would be writing our weekly emails. I'm not good at that. So guess what? I better tell people so they can fill in my gaps because if I don't tell them, they're going to know anyway. Every business is just the shadow of an individual. Always play by the rules, but my God, be ferocious. This is why you need to know your weaknesses. You're going to need to know what they are, and you're going to need to face them, and you're going to need to tell people about them. As your business grows, remember to check your hat. Always check your hat. What are you doing? Are you doing something that someone else should be doing today? If you are, delegate. Delegate, delegate, delegate. Ask yourself this one question. What is it that only I can do? And then do it. Delegate everything else. Once you have the means to delegate, though, remember, do what you can with what you have right where you are. After all, everyone has a leadership lid. If you have not read John Maxwell's books, do that before you start a business. (laughs) Do that before you start a business. Holy cow. He talks about the leadership lid, meaning you're only gonna be able to take things so far. You're gonna max out. I do, you do, we all do. This is why you always need to be improving upon who you are. It's to raise your lid and be looking for people that can do things better than you can. Always remember why you hire people. You hire people to help the business achieve the mission. You hire people to make you successful. You hire people to achieve the mission. You'd never hire someone unless you thought that they would help you achieve your goals. So based upon this, treat them accordingly. My God, treat your employees like the people they are. They are there to help you succeed, to help your business succeed. John Maxwell says, count lessons and not losses. Good advice in starting a business. Remember, you're only going to learn by not getting what you want. Some people call that failure. I call it a learning curve or a challenge. There's no failures in life. That's just the way you shouldn't do it. Your accounting in business, especially in the beginning, should be based upon the seeds you are planting, not the dollars you're bringing in today. Remember that. The success of any business is based upon the seeds they're planting today, not the dollars. Warren Buffett says it best. Someone sitting in the shade today is sitting in that shade simply because someone planted a tree long ago. Always remember that businesses have defining moments. Business creators are visionaries. For the most part, they see the world in big picture, meaning they're looking through a telescope. They see broad. As businesses grow, the details matter. And the bigger the business, the more the details matter. And the more there are. If you don't surround yourself with people that have the ability to look through the microscope at your business rather than a telescope, the little things are gonna get lost in the mix. This could be the beginning of the end for you. The age old saying is true. Watch the pennies and the dollars take care of themselves. Always know your weaknesses and find people to fill in your gap. Be confident enough to express what you're not good at. Be vulnerable. So my advice to any person starting a business, learn everything you can about your field and follow the rules. Just do the next right thing every time. I agree with John Wesley. He says, catch on fire and people will come from far away to watch you burn. Get your life on fire for someone. Pursue your dreams with all of your imagination. And if that includes starting a business, do everything it takes to make it a success. I'll end with this. Always remember, in business, in life, in family, your peace of mind will always matter more than the money, period.
1: I just think that talk holds prevalence because it's something that I'm looking to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Business-wise, just like trying to understand, <clears throat> not necessarily the ins and outs 100%, but at least have a general idea and a general grasp.
0: Sure. Right. Because right. like
1: the basis of business is all ran the same, but they depending are. on your business, it's it's different. So Right. Right. You're doing, you're, you're doing, you're involved in, well, so let me ask, does owning a winery fall into the food and beverage industry? Or is that a farming industry? It's, it's
0: both. I guess the, the the word might be agritourism. Agri-tour. Agritourism. So it's agriculture. Agriculture. We, we grow grapes and it's tourism. People come to see it. And then you got the food aspect of it because we, you know, there's pizza being made. And then there's the the wine. You know, we, we you know, we... And farm. you
1: have to abide by all different industry standards, correct? Absolutely. So the yeah. agricultural standards... And then the tourism standards and then yep. food standards and bed and breakfast. So that would be, is that still
0: tourism? Yeah, the bed and breakfast would be tourism. I would say a hotel. I mean, we, we have a hotel license. Why? You know, it's kind of neat. You know, I, I would, I was recommending this when you're doing a business, go way beyond the regulations, do more. That way, if anyone ever comes to take a look, they go, oh my God, like at Blue Ridge Winery, even though we don't even have a kitchen at the winery, Blue Ridge is actually a licensed restaurant. And I do that to overkill any sort of inspections I would ever need. I went so far beyond. They go, oh, my God, like you don't don't need to have a licensed restaurant. I go, I know I don't, but I want to make sure that I have everything taken care of. So the key to regulation stuff is not to do the bare minimum. You go way beyond it because you're you're basically saying to the inspectors who it is. You're saying you can trust that I'm going to do it the right way and then some. So you need a.
1: See, that kind of blows my mind.
0: So we have a hotel license, a restaurant license, uh, a limited winery license. Um, is your house registered under as a winery? No, no, the house is. It's a residential. It's a residential yeah, place. That'd yeah. be kind of sick. It's yeah. like yeah, technically. Yeah. One day, one day it might be a tasting room. I don't know. We'll see what life happens. Oh. I know. Could you, could you imagine that? Imagine that where you take the house, you set it up, and you get turn into a tasting room, and then each room has a table, and it's tastings seated at the table. With, with sommeliers in the room, world-class wine, you got great food all brought together with a slow experience that is a true wine experience. That can rock, right? I mean, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the is there. You watch one day.
1: Oh, I believe you know? it, dude. Whatever you put your mind to, yeah. you always end up right? doing. So if you said it's going to happen, then I can't only imagine. It's not a matter of if it's, it's just a matter of yeah. when it's going to happen, yeah. right?
0: You know, when it comes to business, like tips for successful business, I think where a lot of business owners get in trouble is they don't see their business as separate from them. And then they 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 literally steal from their own company or they'll they'll treat it in a way that they shouldn't be treating their business. When you create a business, it's separate from who you are. It has its own social security number. It's like it's it's over there. It's not me. I, I'm an employee of Blue Ridge Winery like. Even though I own the company, I work for it. I get a paycheck from the company. I, you know, Blue Ridge holds withholds my taxes, and I'm an employee of Blue Ridge. And I take care of it that way, and I respect it. And every single business in the beginning, just like a baby when it's born, it can't do anything, and it, it and it's a drain. You know what I mean? It's got to be fed. It keeps you up. You got to bait. You got to take care of it. You got to hold it. You got to You got to let you know put it to bed and so on. And same with businesses. When businesses are first born, they're babies. They can't do anything. But as they, get, as they grow up, they'll, they'll develop a bank account, they get their EIN number, they get credit card processing, they get systems in place to start feeding money into the system. Every business in the world, it only exists because it adds value to someone's life. That's it. If a business does not add value to someone's life, I'm sorry, you're going out of business. It's that simple, right? I mean, it's really businesses are that easy, isn't it? So it, it, this is in the private sector, right? adds value to people's lives. So if you want a business that has an unlimited cap, find a way to add, add value to someone's life where there's no cap to it. If you want to have a little business, and, and that's fine. Some people do want to have a little business. Like me, I do want to have a little business, believe it or not. Winery, I go, it's just a little winery in a field. Sally knows, I say it all the time. A little winery in a field. But you know, there's rules to the game. And people seem to think, I, I've, I've seen this, where they try to skirt the rules. And they try to do things by not, not the right way, and it it always bites them. It just does.
1: It's. Um, do you think it's because of lack of money or lack of funds? You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, like jumping into business, like if you're doing it from scratch, like from right. zero, it's either A, you like you were saying, you try to skirt around the rules, find the loopholes, or B, you're waiting six to eight months to gather those funds to do so, and then you're like, okay, yeah. well, by the time that happens, you know, the business is... Really like and I'm kind of faced with that, like in the weird way, because it's the one thing that would cause this room to expand is just the money issue that I'm mm-hmm. working towards taking it from personal, you know what I mean? Doing sure, it that yeah. way. So I'm not going to do anything illegal because that, I mean, God right. forbid. You know but what I mean? But you're
0: putting money into the business. Exactly. To keep it going, hoping that one day the money's coming into the business and you can take money out of the business. Yeah. That's the goal, right? Yeah. And. You know, I, I would say that it's not really lack of money. It's, it's the, it's the lack of, per, it's the perceived lack of resources for, to achieve what you want to, because what you put there in your mind of what, where I want to go, well, that's all made up. I just created that. Now I got this deficiency of what I think I want. So I made that up too. I mean, this is why like, do what you can, what you have, where you are, you're fine. Like I believe in organic, natural growth within business. Let the business naturally grow and just keep feeding back into it. You know, basically with Blue Ridge Winery, all the money that comes into the winery, I put back into the winery for the most part. In the, in the beginning, it was 100 percent. Now I, I take a salary, I take money and so does Tiff and so on. But at the beginning, it was 100 percent. And I look like this. The guests come out to the winery. Um, Tiff and I created this place for them to enjoy. They give me money to enjoy it and buy a bottle of wine. Right. Then I take their money and I reinvest it back into what they enjoyed. And it makes their enjoyment even better the next time they come. And it keeps getting better and better and better and better. And it just keeps ramping up. And th- this is the way all businesses should grow, in my opinion. Um, I call it organic growth. If you if you grow like that, you're never over leveraging. Uh, you'll never be in a spot where there's like, wow, I have a, a $7 million loan that I got to meet this. I got to make this you know, mortgage payment on. That's some scary stuff. Remember, m- the last thing that I said here was your peace of mind matters more than anything. Yeah. Most people start a business to, to gain peace of mind. If you think... How would that even happen? Well, no, like you're starting a business to be successful in life. Yeah. So you can see yourself as successful. You want to look in the mirror and go, my God, I, I own a production company that there's now 300 employees. We brought in $20 million last year. And you can look in the mirror and go, I am so proud of what I see in the mirror. That's... In, that's we do it for a lifestyle. We do it for all kinds of reasons. But in the end, you're doing it to achieve success, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that makes sense because like there is that. That's why when we were walking through the winery like two or three weeks ago, I was like, they're just like stopped and been like, "Wow!" Like, I built right. this. You know what I mean? Not it's not like an an ego boost. It's just like, holy crap! Like this time four years ago, there was two people here. Now there's there's more people than there is room. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, and it's just doing substantially better. And we're constantly growing. Like. Mm-hmm. That feeling, right? Can you explain how that feels?
0: Um, let me live man, vicariously through you for really. a moment. You know what's weird, Ralph? As you're talking to me, like, I keep thinking to myself, I'm, say, I'm, oh, in my head I'm going, yes, but don't let it change you. Yes, but don't let it change you. Don't let it change you. What got you there will keep you there. A lot of times, business owners, they they feel that they've arrived. The, the first day that you feel you've arrived is the first day that it's over because you're there. Nothing else to do. It's over. And you know what? Nobody wants to buy anything from someone that is arrogant or fool of themselves mm. or thinks that I'm wonderful. No, like i'm I, I walk around. I'll always be in a dirty white t-shirt. I'm always i'm you're you're always gonna see me out digging in the dirt. I joke with people I go, my name's Randy. I just grow grapes. And that really is it because that's where it, what started, it's what's happening today. And you know, i I hope I hope that I never, ever, ever think wow, look at what I've done. Look how wonderful this is of what I've achieved because I can always be better. You know, I feel like I'm just tapping into it. Um, I hope that the day I die, I'm saying things like, man, there is so much more I could have done. There's so much to be done. If you've ever read the book Leadership by Vince Lombardi Jr., when Vince Lombardi died, he said to his minister, he goes, I don't regret dying, I'm not afraid to meet my maker. I just hate that there's so much to be done in this world. I love that because here's a guy who he could have gone. You know what? I am the best football coach the world has ever seen. Look at this. Amazing, right? No, he's going. No, there's so much more to do. If only I had more time. So that's why I say your peace of mind. Have you ever how many stories do you hear of business people? They, They make millions of dollars. And in the process, they lose all their health. They lose their family. And then they end up committing suicide. We've seen, think of Enron. Yeah. Think of, think of Enron and, and the, the you know. Uh, I would say
1: that was Steve Jobs without the suicide part. Didn't he come out like when he was on his deathbed because of whatever disease he got? He was like, you know, I put all my time into this and. Right. What's the point? Yeah. Like what yeah. was the point of all the money yeah. if you don't have anybody to share it with essentially? Right. Right. right.
0: I mean, the, if you're going to start a business, you're starting the business to bring you peace of mind, to bring you a sense of success, to bring you a sense of 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 uh, of excitement in life. And it's the process that counts. It's never arriving. In other words, is there a dollar amount that Blue Ridge Winery would earn that I would go? Yes, we've done it. I hope not. Yeah, right. Hope not. I hope that I am the type of person that I can continue to grow with the business because of whether the business does one million dollars or five million dollars. I hope that I can manage a $5 million business in order for that business to be a $5 million business. I need to be the type of leader to be able to manage that size business. If I'm not, it won't be, you will never be given more than what you can handle. This is why when people win the lottery, a lot of times they lose it within a year or two because they did not know how to manage it. This is why we as business owners should never stop learning, never get better because everything within you is reflected in your business. So if your business is struggling, go, What's going on inside me? What do I need to fix to fix the outside world? Because everything around me is reflecting what's going on inside of me. Wherever I look, there I am. That's the way it is, right? So if Blue Ridge has a struggle, I go, all right, Randy, look in the mirror, what's up with you? How can you fix this? What's going on? What actions are you taking? What thoughts are you thinking that is causing this in your life? Because you, who's accountable for me? I am. That is the beginning of everything in life. Happiness, joy, excitement, ownership. You can never be happy unless you take the ownership of it. This is, this is so very important in business. I will never have a $20 million winery until Randy Dietrich has the ability to manage a $20 million business. It just won't happen. It's not possible. Ah, uh, wow. I mean, how many people go, oh, I wish I could just be a millionaire? Well, then think, start, do, do the things that people do to be a millionaire and you'll be a millionaire. It, it's just this simple. I mean, it's been proved over and over and over and over. There's no magic formula. It's just do what someone did that you want to do what they did, and then you'll do what they did. It's kind of like that easy, you know?
1: I see what you mean. So it's like, right, because I think people go into business to try to right all the wrongs they've done financially in the past, right? So you look at it as a fresh start. And with this, it's like, listen, if you can't even handle your own, your own personal stuff, financial wise, I'm just talking strictly finances. You can not even handle finances. What makes you think you're going to be able to handle something of a bigger magnitude, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you're saying. It's like, you can't handle a $20 million business because you're not at that point yet, but the time will come when the business is at that point, but everything that you've done that led you up to that point, it's, it just works hand in hand.
0: It, It can. But when you say that, like I, I personally should not be handling the finances of Blue Ridge Winery and I don't, I'm not the best person for that. TIFF does all the accounts payable. And then our accounting firm, they do all the bookkeeping and all the corporate taxes and state taxes and so on. So it, with stuff like that, if 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 I know that someone can do it better than me, I should delegate it to them and let them do it. I should stay within my strength zone. So my strength zone is communicating with people, developing a vision of what the Blue Ridge is, and just being the face of the company. and And if I get out of that, All of a sudden I'm not as effective as I should be. And I'm basically taking stuff from other people that they should be doing. So when starting a business in the beginning, you got to wear all the hats. Yeah. After a while, that's why I say, check your hat. Should you be doing the accounting? Should you be out mowing the lawn? Should you be doing, you know, doing these things in the beginning? You do it all. But then if your business isn't growing, well, what are you doing? Are you still mowing the lawn? Or should you be using that time to do something else? Time's the most valuable thing you got. You only have so much of it. So if you're using that time to do one thing, you by the law, the law excluded alternative. If you choose one thing, you unchoose everything else in life. So as a business owner, if I choose to be here with you right now, I'm unchoosing being with my kids. I'm unchoosing being at the winery. I'm unchoosing everything else in my life to sit here with you right now. A lot of people don't realize that. They don't realize that the law excluded alternative is kicking their butt. Because they're choosing to do things that are completely ineffective, and they're not getting anything done, but they're working like crazy. Stop. Only do what you're effective at. I mean, this there's so many books about this. One Minute Manager, all these you know, three hour work week, you know. But I mean, don't
1: confuse movement with progress, right? Like exactly, you could be moving, but you're not going anywhere, right? So so with you.
0: I mean, it's and I have days like that. I mean, I have days where at the end of the day I go, great, what do we do today? Nothing. So frustrated. But I say it out loud. I say it out loud. Go, guys, what do we accomplish today? Nothing. Let's not repeat this tomorrow because the moment you, you, you say it out loud, now everyone's aware of it. This yeah. is why transparency, transparency, transparency. Every business owner should say what they're thinking. If you're a business owner and the people that you are leading, if they need to guess what you're thinking... That's you're in a bad but state You're wrong. Yeah, right. If, if they need to wonder what you're thinking, it should be so clear that no one needs to wonder. That is the best form of honest communication because no one at the winery needs to wonder what Randy's thinking, because if if I'm upset with something, I just say it in the moment we deal with it and we move on. I don't I don't come back to them three months later and go, hey, you know what? You remember when you did that and I bite their head off about it. So they're never no one's walking on eggshells. Everyone just knows where they stand. the time so the upside of that is that there's very clear understanding communication the downside is that if something goes wrong they're going to hear it in real time and sometimes it can be a little harsh and to the point based upon their perception to me well i'm I'm a bit of person of extreme so i'm going to say it straight up you know right in the moment and they might get upset then i go but the, the the other side is that you never need to wonder what i'm thinking right and they go yeah good point Mm. it's the classic story. Again, the last lecture, Randy Pausch. I got I have to. Oh, I'm, God. That's my next book. But here I'm it reading. is. The same thing, different analogy. His wife gets in a car accident while he's at work. He's at the university teaching. She backs one of their cars into another car. So one driver, two car accident, Still, right. So now both their cars have a debt in it. Randy Powell comes home from work. She has dinner at Laid Al. It's all beautiful, wonderful. Music's playing. You know, and she she goes, would you like any more, Randy? She goes, This is wonderful. And then after dinner, she goes, Oh, by the way, um, I, I wrecked the cars today. And he looks at her and goes, Oh, you did? She goes, She goes, Yeah. He goes, Well, well, how bad are they? He goes, Well, not not bad. There's a dent on the one back side, but I kind of backed it in it, bumped it. He goes, Are they drivable? She goes, oh, absolutely. He goes, okay. And he keeps eating dinner. And she, he, she looks at him and goes, well, don't you want to go look at the cars? He looks at him and goes, no, not really. She goes, well, I'll make an appointment tomorrow to get them fixed. And Randy Powell goes, there's no need to. You don't need to do that. And she goes, we're just going to drive broken cars, dented cars. He goes, well, yeah, you love the part of me that doesn't get upset about it. So then you need to accept the part that I don't care that they're dented. It goes both ways. Wow, people place people place value in their cars. It's it's a social status. That's kind of I don't know. I hate that stuff. You see my car? <laughs> I have a flat tire
1: <laughs> right now. By the way, <laughs> I mean
0: no uh, Yeah, so my
1: car got the the crap only the only
0: reason it. that people go out and make their car you know get something buffed in because a car is a social social symbol. If you get a dent in your wheelbarrow, you don't go and get the wheelbarrow fixed. But a wheelbarrow is not a social social status. But the car is. Randy's wow. punch point is. You know what? We are going to be earnest and not hip. I'll take earnest every day. Earnest means I know who I am and I don't care what's going on around me. I know who I am. I'm earnest. I have my values right. I have my priorities right.
1: Yeah, that little stuff doesn't matter. Right,
0: right. I love that. But in business, I'd always recommend say it in the moment. Don't ever brush things under the rug and have it creep out, you know, four months later and you're blown up at some employee about something they did long ago, because you should never be angry about someone's past. They can't change it. Well, neither can you. Right.
1: Simple right. As that. Right? So why live in the past? Right. You said something about the past. Why prepare the past? Either preparing for the future or repairing the past. You can't have both. So why try to repair the past when you know that it can't even be done? Right. right. Like yeah. you just can't. Right. But going back quickly to the wearing the multiple hats, when is that, Cause I feel like I'm facing that now, like right now, like the business nowhere is where I, I, where I would like it to be. It's where it needs to be, I guess. Right. Cause I know there's still stuff I'm learning. Right. So sure. when is there the time, not the time, but like, all right. I feel like it's, it, it might be a redundant question. Like, is it, it's obvious. When, when is it time to, to delegate? Yeah. Like it's just, it's an obvious yeah. time in the business where it's like, guess what? Like the business is doing well, or it's at least at that point where, you can start looking to allocate things to other people. It's not like it's it's hidden where it's like, when should I start? It's like, no, it, it presents itself in a way where it's like, you know, this needs to be done for the benefit of the business. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Sure. sure. So when it comes to delegating, um, early on, you'll hire people as an independent contractor to do things for you. In other words, if you don't know how to do the electric in this room, you know, wiring new lights, you might hire an electrician, come in, you'll pay him the the 200 bucks, he'll put it in and it's done, right? So there's no reason to have that person on payroll because, you know, there's just not enough electricity to do. So it'll go like that for a while. Then what'll happen is you'll end up in a spot where you're, you're just going to need someone to help you. And it'll it'll naturally morph into... Someone sitting down here and maybe editing your videos or editing your sound systems. Because too much time. Right. Yeah. Now I need two people to edit because I cannot do it all. And then you, then you do that and you do it in a way where it's not a big jump. It's soft because what a disservice to someone. If you hired them, brought them in and then had to get rid of them because it, there wasn't enough work for them. So this is why I always say undercommit commit over promise. So when someone comes in You know, you just want to say, hey, you know, I might need three hours a week, whatever it is, but then you actually need six. They're going to be happy. Right. You'll be happy because they're getting paid. Right. Yeah. Uh, But I, you know, at the winery, everything is seen to be always naturally evolving and it happens every day. I mean, I mean, right now, I mean, I have people back there doing things that normally I would have done. Um, I haven't mowed the grass at the winery in like three, four years now, which I used to do every week. You know, but that, that's someone where Joe comes along and he goes, Hey, you mind if I mow the grass? Sure. Go for it. You know, and, went out mowing and then just like that, he took it over, you know, hmm. but I mean, it's, when it comes to delegation, my advice is only do what only you could do. Ask yourself that question every day. What is it that only I can do in this business? And then I'm going to be doing that and everything else I'm going to delegate. But if you don't have people, then you got to do everything. Yeah. Until you have some people. And you'd be surprised. Sometimes people, if they see the vision, they're willing to work for free for nothing.
1: I know that's the hardest part, I guess, is finding somebody that, I guess there's people out there that do it, but always approaching somebody to use their time because time's valuable. So there's always price on somebody's time, I feel. Yeah. Can I tell you
0: this though? If you, you listen to that sentence I said, set yourself on fire for something and the world will come watch you burn. People are attracted to people that are motivated, they are. They want to see like what is this about? You know, like what what is what is this guy so on fire? And they want to join your team because people want excitement in their life, and they're willing to get on your on your on your ship with you to let's go on this ride. Do you know that when we started the winery, there were people like Sally, um, there were people like uh, Laura, um, Kim Lutz. You know what their starting hourly rate was at the winery? Seven. And, And Sally has a college degree. I think she has a master's degree. But Sally saw the excitement and the vision of the winery. And here she is willing to say, I'm willing to give my time to you for seven bucks an hour to be part of what's happening at Blue Ridge. If you could become so on fire for something and so excited for something and paint the vision so vivid to the world, people want to get involved, even if they're paid seven bucks an hour. I mean,
1: and then it grows from there because exactly. then it's like, and the wider,
0: it wouldn't be what it is without Sally. It wouldn't be what it is without Laura. You know I mean? It just wouldn't. Yeah. And then they they become part of the whole story. You know, yeah.
1: and then real, when the, when the, when the business grows, they grow. I see what you mean. Right.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sally doesn't make seven bucks an hour anymore. <laughs> <All> <laughs> That'd be pretty wild. Thanks right? for all the hard work. Here's $7 right.
1: an hour. Right. Wow. That's an interesting perspective. I appreciate that. Yeah, because that's just like the one struggle I have because like I find myself, it's like, all right, doing the recording, which I love doing, doing the editing, I love doing. And then I'm like, well, I can't afford a graphic artist yet, so I'm doing the graphics for everything. Then it's like, oh, well, I can't afford this yet, so I'm doing it. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm like, wow, like, oh my God. That, don't get me wrong. It's great.
0: You, you know what advice I would give to a young business like you right now? So as you're talking to me, you know how some sales reps are are straight commission? Mm -hmm. Okay. When it comes to risk reward, you know that there's a relationship, right? Businesses are set up where they they want to take all the risk because they want all the reward. This is why businesses pay people an hourly rate because they know that that person to be worth more than $10 an hour. So the the employee takes no risk, the business takes it all. If a person making $10 an hour is not bringing in like 30 bucks an hour to the business. It's not worth it. Right, they're gonna get rid of them, right? So if 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 you as a young business what you could do is you could use this this uh this this dynamic in a way to help yourself and help someone else. So what you need is you need more business coming in, right? So what I would be doing I'm thinking okay, let me see if I can find a sales rep out there. I'll tell him, look, I have no money to pay you right now but what I can pay you is 50% commission on anything we sell, anything you bring in, I will give you 50% and we'll do this. I'll give you like a, a six month contract or something like that. That way, like it doesn't, destroy your business later because that's a big number, right? So now, and you could you could do the math. You can say, look, this is this is a way. This is a way to, to take, you know, because a lot of sales reps, they understand this. They go, they want to be straight commission because they want to take all the risk and they want all the reward. Some people might want to strike a balance. So you can say, look. Oh, I want all the, I want the r- risk. Right, exactly, right? Yeah. So right now, you could be the rep, but if, but if you don't have someone out there pushing it, I would find someone that could be your, your representative out there. And then they can earn straight commissions on anything that they sell for your business and then always pay them right away. You know, when that money comes in, it gets in their next paycheck. Never make someone wait for the money. Never, ever. And then that, that, that dynamic will turn into more because now all of a sudden, what risk do you have? If they sell nothing, what do you owe?
1: Nothing. Nothing.
0: If they sell something, what do you gain?
1: 50%. Right.
0: I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather have $1 than $0. Oh, I got a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a game and, of numbers. Right. Right. I didn't so even mean, think of it that way. Right. I mean, that those, those are the type of business models that I think every business owner should be thinking of, you know, like what can I do to, to gain recognition in the world? You know, like to, in today's world, I don't think that people as a whole trust businesses.
1: Oh, they don't. No. I don't. I would do. I was just about, I was going to ask you off. About off trust. The mic about right. trust. Yeah. Right. But they, they don't. Yeah. And they don't. But what happened? Because there used to be a time where people did. Sure. Is it just society, like in general? Because now people don't, it's almost like they don't give a crap about it. It's almost like you owe me, right? Like people, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but people walk into the winery and it's almost like, hey, you owe me. When in reality, it's like, well, hold on. You showed up on my front yeah. doorstep for a product. Like yeah. I don't, entitlement, don't, right? Is it a sense of entitlement people
0: feel that like they have um, now? Is that what it is? When it comes to trust in business, I would say the main reason that people don't trust businesses is because there's no face behind the business anymore. In the days in the past, people used to go to the hardware store and you have Mr. Smith behind the counter that owns the hardware store selling you the dishwasher. Mr. Smith is going to stand behind his dishwasher. Now you're going to order it off of some website that you have no idea who owns it. The website doesn't even know who owns it. And who knows? There's also a disconnect in society. I mean, most people today, they don't even know their neighbors, yet alone the business owner that they're dealing with.
1: And they're right down, literally right there. Right.
0: So when it comes to trust in businesses, because there's been so many bad things that have happened just with businesses and people and trust being broken, we as business owners need to start with a position that, okay, as a whole, people don't trust businesses. I can change that with my business though. Because if you were to ask Blue Ridge Winery Guests, they would go, no, nope, I trust Randy because I will always follow through my word. But he had to earn it, right? He had to earn the trust. But do you know what everyone still trusts? Everyone. Everyone in the world still trusts one thing. They trust their friend's opinion. Yeah, right. If you tell me, hey, you should go to this restaurant. It was awesome. Diane and I went there last night. Guess what I'm doing? I'll go. But if I watch TV and see that 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 restaurant run an ad...
1: You're not going to go in
0: here, one out the other, right?
1: Yeah. It's all, it's referral based. Right. It's the same thing with like the film industry. Exactly. It's all referral based. You trust like, your friend's opinion. Right? Yeah. You can have a resume that's outstanding. It doesn't matter if, right. if somebody I know and you know, it's like, yeah, like guys, he's not good. I, right. I, don't, I don't give a crap exactly. how many credits you have in the master's degree. If you're not good, then it's no point. Right. Right.
0: So, I mean, that's, so as business owners, everything we should do, everything we do should be designed to take care of our guests, our customers, because everything else depends on that. Because they're going to tell their friends and their friends and their friends and their friends and there and away it goes. So if you have if you if you have a guest that's unhappy, number one, I see them as the biggest opportunity ever. Oh my God! Because now I can come in and fix something that they perceive as wrong. Whether I think it's wrong or not, too bad for you, Randy. If they think it's wrong; it's wrong because that's their perception and that's their reality. That's the reality of their world. So I can come in and go, guys. What can I do to make it better? I'm so sorry, and overwhelm them. And guess what? They're now going to go out and tell their friends and go, man, something went wrong, but you have no idea the way they handled it. They went so far beyond and they're going to tell the story. Those people, you ever heard the word maven? This concept of a, of a maven? Mm-mm. A maven is like someone very outspoken in an industry. So like a maven might be, if you take a bar of soap, this is from a, I think this is from the word blink or tipping point from Malcolm Gladwell. If you take a bar of ivory soap and turn it over on the back of that bar of soap, it'll say, if you have questions about this bar of soap, please call this phone number. That's a maven trap. They who has questions about ivory soap? You know what I mean? Like, who's gonna be like, hey, what's up with the soap? You know, so but guess what? They're setting the trap because they want to know who those people are, yeah. because those people are trendsetters. They're there to talk about the ivory soap to their friends. So they want to go on the phone with them and they want to overwhelm them. It's a maven trap. So anytime you have any, any customer that has a problem, look at them as a maven. This person, it means a lot to them. Treat them accordingly. Have them leave you going, this, they, they did such right by me, you have no idea. The, a company needs to be concerned about the seeds you're sowing, not the dollars. Period. Wow. I mean, period.
1: Yeah. I think it's good.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Ralph.
1: No, nah, I love doing these with you, man. This oh, is stuff. exciting. I hope you guys that are listening enjoy it too. Um we literally get together and just talk and Randy's helped me build my business and I'm still learning and he's a hell of a business mentor, so I owe that to him. And, um like Thank we you. always say, we're trying to change the world one bottle of a time one bottle at a time. There so, you go, right? Right. Let's hope for the best.
0: Add value. Awesome. Add love value. Ralph. Thanks, man.
1: Yep.